Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. Do you know what the most popular band for band t-shirts is? Well, I would argue that we still don't know for sure, but perhaps we got a little bit more insight, shall we say. There's this uh, website that just put out a, a survey, I guess. It's called Rush Order Tees. Guess what they do. Uh, and they've come back with uh, over a thousand of the people on their website answering what shirt they have at least one uh, what band rather they have at least one shirt from flip that yeah which bands they have at least one so it might not really answer the question what is the most popular band for t-shirts because you might have one from five different bands but then one certain band you've got five shirts from alone right but still like I said some insight what's number one what do you think already had one person chime in saying Pink Floyd obviously obviously Pink Floyd is what Ryan says but it's not Pink Floyd's up there for sure ACDC Coming in at the top of this survey, Aerosmith in the second spot, Queen, then Pink Floyd, Green Day in the number five. You don't even see Nirvana until the you know just outside the top ten. Holy cow, which is surprising because that's the shirt that everybody wears, whether they know what Nirvana is or not. We do the songs, but you wear the shirts, and you know honestly, so do we. So I'm wondering, what do you think the most popular one is? And uh, Danny wanted to sound off. It's probably the Rolling Stones shirt. Rolling Stones, you think, is on top of the, the most popular shirt. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've got like three Rolling Stones shirts myself, <laughs> for sure. Everybody has them, and I think everybody wants them. Yeah, no kidding. That's my guess. On this survey, though, the one that I was just talking about, they actually came in, what is it, like 13th on the list, which is really surprising to me. Wow. Yeah, I thought they'd be way higher. <laughs> really? But Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd must be right up there. Too. Yeah, Pink Floyd, number four according according to this list now we got to take it with a grain of salt of course it's just one website and just like those people using it and stuff um i gotta say the the, the actual number is probably a little bit different and the stacking of different bands so what do you think is the most popular band for t-shirts period you're listening to the steve reed podcast Podcast. from 100.5 cruise fm Billy Joel provided some Piano Man accompaniment for John Zesnick of the Goo Goo Dolls this weekend. Very interestingly. Uh, it took place at a show in Buffalo, John's hometown. He introduced Billy to the people, his people, as they performed Iris. Huge song. Huge, huge song. Uh, there was a clip, but unfortunately, not great quality audio. So you can look it up if you want. But I do wish that there was something from the soundboard to share with you. Mean. Pardon me. Meanwhile, the site of another team up, Brandy Carlisle just actually performed a set of Soundgarden songs with the surviving members of the band. It was at the uh, Gorge Amphitheater, and it happened just on Saturday. Uh, guitarist Kim, drummer Matt, bassist Ben, they did Black Hole Sun, uh, Searching With My Good Eye Closed. They did a whole bunch of them. And uh, as Rolling Stone magazine pointed out, according to them, that would actually be the very first performance from Soundgarden members together in Washington State since the death of frontman Chris Cornell. It's pretty interesting. As well, not exactly a team-up, but Hans Zimmer's got a number two score for the movie Dune. 
Apparently, this is going to be a an entire secondary score, an alternate score that will come along with a uh, making of book called "The Art and Soul of Dune." So, exclusively available through that collection, but an entire second score that's just Hans Zimmer being Hans Zimmer. He's just he's just got the time and the genius for it. Why not? Tuesday. This is a real thing. There's a video game that's just come out very recently called Lawn Mowing Simulator. Guess what it's about, right? Uh, it's very, very obvious, and it's very true to what it is, but it just boasts real-world riding mowers uh, that you can uh, put to the test in a number of very relaxing, scenic, and large lawn locations, whether they're real spots or, or totally just d- digital realms. I'm not even sure. I couldn't tell you. You need to look more into Lawn Mowing Simulator for yourself. But I did see that the reviews are actually getting some attention. Reviews for a game that's about mowing the lawn over and over and over and over again. That is absolutely somebody's dream, and that is nowhere more strictly and explicitly demonstrated than these reviews, these comments. Seems like the number one complaint about Lawn Mowing Simulator is that you can't cut enough grass. Really, that's that's what's going on out there in the world. Uh, they're saying that uh, it's too the grass is too short. You got like two and a half, three inch grass. It's like, come on, this is work for like the teenagers after school in the summertime uh, or on vacation. You know, this is this is this is a job for them, not for the guys on the riding mowers. No, they need some real turf to tear up. My goodness, what a world! And also. Yes, another thing that was predicted by the Simpsons back in the day. I want to see Lobster Boy and Shrimp Girl. I want some fried sugar. I want to go on the yard work simulator. But when I ask you to do yard work... Nickelback finding themselves perhaps in some hot water. A U.S. judge has ruled that the band from Hannah, Alberta should face a lawsuit regarding copyright infringement for the song Rockstar. And it's coming from a uh, the former band, Snowblind Revival, who are saying that they recorded a master for their track, Rockstar, in 2001. And it is a little bit too close for comfort to 2005's Nickelback version. I shouldn't even call it version, but still, their release that they're saying has a little bit too much in common with. Uh, no actual lawsuit just yet, but it looks like it's getting to the next stage in those legal proceedings. Meanwhile, Travis Barker, drummer for Blink-182 and several other projects, he donned an airplane for the first time since 2008 this week. Why is that important? Well, when he was in an airplane the last time, it was in 2008 with a plane crash that took the life of both the pilots as well as two of the four passengers and left him with third and fourth degree burns over half of his body. It's a very serious situation that has caused him to have some understandable anxiety when it comes to getting on a plane again, so it's pretty brave, brave step. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. You've got your sweatband on, you're ready to work out, you're plopping yourself on the couch and you're putting your favorite video game on. Hey, wait, no, hang on. That's not what I was told. You can't do that. You gotta exercise to burn calories, right? New study is showing that you actually don't necessarily need to, that playing a, uh, a engaging, high-stakes video game, for instance, the ones that they used in this study, FIFA as well as Call of Duty Warzone, uh, can make you burn a staggering amount of calories, in fact. It uh, was revealed that it's about 400 calories per two hours of gameplay, which is about the equivalent as 1,000 sit-ups, according to the game platform Stakester, who, you know, ponied up the money for the study. 1,000 sit-ups 
in two hours of video game playing. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm really racking my brain trying to figure out if I've done a thousand sit-ups in my entire life. And yet there are several game titles that now have that convenient hours played right beside them on any system that you use. Oh, great. Thanks for the reminder of how long I've been playing that. But, hey, fun fact. It was about 420 calories in two hours for men and 472 calories for women. You're getting even more calories burned off. Go for it. What is the grossest thing that people have eaten out of the Stanley Cup? Or rather, is it that eating something out of the Stanley Cup with whatever else has been in there over the years is that gross? I don't know. People can't seem to come to a consensus, but there is a great video posted by the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> just yesterday. I mean, not great for certain fans, I would say, of Matthew uh, Joseph doing the unthinkable and chowing down on some authentic, authentic-looking poutine out of the top of Lord Stanley's. And by authentic, I mean there's the fries, there's the cheese curds, and there's a literal tub of gravy that's dumped into the top there to the point where he's like, no more, no more! You know, he didn't finish the thing. He's a professional athlete, after all. But he was digging in and doing, you know, some fan service and, uh, and taking some photos and everything. It's pretty hilarious. But a lot of people have now been questioning, openly pondering, what else has actually been in the top of the Lord Stanley's uh, trophy, the cup itself, over the last decade after decade after decade after decade? I'm sure it's cleaned very well, disinfected, polished, cared for, all of that. But still, I shudder to think. Wednesday. Uh, not to make light of the situation, as it's not a light situation at all, but... I find it very bizarre. My brain is having a hard time comprehending the fact that we are seeing so much coverage of the Taliban uh, in the news today. Uh, bad things happening in Afghanistan, very sadly. Uh, but what I saw today, it just, it's just, it's beyond surreal. The Taliban are getting kicked off of Facebook and TikTok, but n Twitter says that they can stay for now, I guess. Um, without even unpacking all of like the decision-making behind all of that, just the fact that the Taliban is on social media. You know what I mean? What a weird, weird world. And now, just like I did this morning, you have to picture what the Taliban on TikTok is even like. Like dancing while pointing at threats popping up on the screen. The militia coup challenge. I, I hate it. Judas Priest. The mega fans of the band were treated to something no fans had ever seen before, as the band made a return to the stage to kick off their 50 Heavy Metal Years tour. The rockers played One Shot at Glory and Invader live for the very first time, as well as Rock Rolla, which they haven't played live since 1976. More of that to come through their tour, for sure. Uh, and a uh, guitar that Keith Richards tried to blow away after a row with Johnny Ronnie Wood in 1995 is now up for auction. It's a Gibson 1952 SJ Southern Jumbo Sunburst Acoustic, and it has been, shall we say, modified. The New Jersey auction house Gotta Have Rock and Roll has uh, started the opening bid at 150000 This is stage-played as well as Keith Richards' frequently brought it out to play during their 1995 totally stripped tour. I think both before and after the bullet hole. And Garbage is announcing a 21st anniversary, sorry, 20th anniversary issue of Beautiful Garbage coming out again. Uh, and that is, uh, of course, marking the 20th anniversary, but specifically is going to be out in October. The exact date, 20 years later, October 1st specifically, and I believe is available for pre-order now. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Uh, I guess there's a way to prevent 
Uh, artists' music, their songs from being released after they die, but the artist must not be afraid of needles. I mean, this is a sort of tactic, a sort of tactic. Let me tell you what's going on. Uh, an artist named Anderson Pack, he's gotten a new tattoo on his arm, and it reads, When I'm gone, please don't release any posthumous albums or songs with my name attached. Those were just demos and never intended to be heard by the public. It's a little wordy. Uh, but, I mean, you know, the text does look nice. Talented artist did that. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting idea. A unique way to tackle the problem. Although, you know, is it really going to be a problem once you're gone? I don't know. I don't know. But people do have strong feelings about this. And it's a bit of a controversial practice. Because you're not really sure who is going to be getting the money from the, the, the proceeds, the royalties, after the artist that created the music has died, right? You get the idea. It is interesting, but it's also about the equivalent of that old high school acquaintance copy-posting the disclaimer on Facebook that explicitly presents Facebook from using their personal information and photos, despite the fact that they didn't even pretend to read the terms of service when they signed up, right? It's not exactly legally binding. Thursday. This video is just killing me. I keep coming back to it. The video of a Bigfoot birthday. Six-year-old girl. Parents decide, hey, Bigfoot in a tutu is exactly what she wants to see. Not just arriving, but creeping up and looking through the window at them, holding balloons, being like, happy birthday! Chaos. Complete chaos. It's insane. And I just, I think I'm laughing so hard because of a time that I was in a similar situation as that Bigfoot. I was, uh, I was asked, because I have a Batman costume and not because I am actually the Cape Crusader. Sorry, kids. Um, I have a Batman costume I got for Halloween one year and was asked if I could be Batman for a double birthday party for a friend's uh, pair of kids. Everything that I had prepared to last the half an hour, like I thought of some lines, I thought of some moves, I thought of some, some ways to, you know, ask the kids some questions, get them involved, get them engaged. That half an hour of material lasted maybe five minutes, maybe five. I was out of material just trying to be stoic like Batman and then had to leave awkwardly. And it is hard to run away looking cool when you're Batman and it's the middle of a summer day with no skyscrapers around. Even more awkward when you're just driving down the street with your mask half off and catch eyes with the next car over. They've got a memory too. One of the early masters of electronic music just put out her first album at the age of 83, Janet Beats, and her release Pioneering Knob Twiddler, which just makes me giggle. Uh, it collects work of hers from the 70s and 80s and, and on and on. The album was limited to a tiny physical run of 500 copies, but is available to stream online if you want a little history lesson. And they told her women don't make music tech. Ha! <laughs> George Harrison's widow said it's the most joyous thing I've ever seen after taking in a giant tribute to her late husband's work this week. A recreation of his All Things Must Pass album cover was made in London using giant garden gnomes. One, in particular, far more giant than the rest. All to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the record. The work of art remains on display at Duke of York Square all through the week. And we haven't had one of these in a moment. A woman is claiming to be married, and lovingly so, to the ghost of Michael Jackson. That's right. She's a medium named Kathleen Roberts, who also, by the way, has a uh, claim that she is also the reincarnation of Marilyn Monroe. So, of course, that's got to get thrown in there. I wonder if her dog is James Dean. Had to get law involved when it came to this uh, this story coming out of uh, military uh, news here in Canada. Um, the Cole's notes are that a Canadian soldier was found guilty of feeding 
shall we say, enhanced cupcakes to fellow soldiers. And this was also at the same time as a live fire exercise. Things like people not setting timing wires like fuses properly, walking in front of howitzers accidentally, giggle fits. That's what's listed in the article, at least. If it was intentional, that's super not cool. All right? Super not cool. You never feed anything like that to anyone who isn't aware of it. Remember, you're looking for enthusiastic consent always. Enthusiastic consent. But if you happen to make a batch of your best brownies and someone swipes a piece sneakily, okay, then it's on them. I think we're all in agreement there. Friday. Put the hot dog down, man! Apparently eating a hot dog... According to a new study, some research from the University of Michigan says that you may shorten your so-called healthy life by up to 36 minutes by eating a single hot dog. I, I'm taking this whole study with a grain of salt. I'm sure there are some legitimate fines to it, but it seems like it's in the service of just building a new nutritional system and perhaps selling it, right? But they're talking about different things and how they can improve your healthy life by minutes or... Takeaway minutes. Cashews, for instance, something that I remember from my youth being told not to eat too many of them because they're one of the fatty nuts. I don't even know if that's true. Uh, but uh, they're saying that eating a serving of cashews may extend your healthy life by 26 minutes. Okay. I don't... Uh, hot dogs, nuts, maybe just eat them at the same time. Does it, does it balance out? Does it cancel each other out? I don't know. I'm just confused now. All I've read... Really, all I've taken in is that every hot dog you eat shortens your healthy life by up to 36 minutes. Has anybody checked on Joey Chestnut? I did the math. The guy can take 45 hours off of his healthy life in 10 minutes' time. Get ready to spend some money. It's music news time, and there's some new releases. Get ready for another musical fusion. Santana and Matchbox 20's Rob Thomas are putting out another song together. 22 years ago, we were gifted with the absolute smash hit Smooth in 1999. The last millennium, the before times, this time the pair have released a song called Move, and it serves as the first single from Santana's upcoming Blessings and Miracles album. Sounds funky. The Rolling Stones will never stop rolling. There will always be another anniversary, always. And for the 40th anniversary of Tattoo You, the band has just announced a reissue is going to be available, of course. Of course it comes with unreleased tracks. In fact, a 26-track live album uh, from the 1982 Wembley show, including some of the unreleased demos and things that are on the actual album. It's out October 22nd, but of course you can pre-order it. You can spend your money on it right now. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Gone Away is a, uh, a, a pillar of the content on the site OnlyFans. You have, I'm sure, heard of it, and you probably have heard of the latest announcement, the big news from yesterday, where they came out and said, we are going to be scrubbing, clearing the entire site of all sexually explicit content, which, I mean, it's pretty much what they're known for, right? I find this to be an interesting, a kind of a bizarre new direction to go for the site, and also, I think it provides us the perfect opportunity for the latest edition of the Punch lineup. That's right. So, the setup. OnlyFans is clearing the site of all sexually explicit content, from OnlyFans to OnlyBands, like that. 
OnlyFans is clearing the site of all sexually explicit content, clearing the way for rival business, OnlyFans but with a big greasy mustache to fill the vacuum. OnlyFans is clearing the site of all sexually explicit content and in completely unrelated news. Think I can afford the deposit on a house now? OnlyFans is clearing the site of all sexually explicit content to make banking partners happy, not grasping that they wouldn't have banking partners without the sex workers. OnlyFans is clearing the site of all sexually explicit content. Incidentally, only grands just adopted the same policy, but that site is mostly fresh baked pies and life advice. Not a lot of sexual content. Though, not none. I will never run for office. And people don't want me to either, but I am having fun with the fact that we are going to be facing election after election after election in the RMWB. Basically, all three levels of government in some form or another are going to see us heading to the polls again in some form or another. So I asked some friends yesterday to help me out, come up with some bogus campaign slogans for myself. These are the ones I got. First one, because why not? Honestly? Yeah, better question than why. Uh, next one was, a vote for Steve is a vote for freedom. You do love freedom, don't you? It's a little aggressive, I think, but, uh, yeah, okay, usable. And also, I also got Steve. His face is 75% less punchable than the other candidates. Well, you know what? Uh, we all know that's a lie. That's very much a lie. Flip that. 75% more so. And I would say that that would be a reason to vote for me. <laughs> also, just heard from Patrick who says, Vote Steve! I won't say or do anything weird. I cannot promise you that. 100% cannot, and uh, Ryan says, Vote Steve and prove my guidance counselor wrong. <laughs> Which one? Moved around a little bit during high school, so I mean, I'm pretty sure all three of them? Eh, and they thought I could do alright. I don't think I really, really registered all that much. <laughs> I think I would be the exact same thing on the ballot as well. What is my bogus campaign slogan? Let me know. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.